Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, in today's episode, I'm going to introduce you to a woman in the middle who went from overwhelmed and overworked to balanced and excited. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again. All right, I had so much fun with today's guest because there's such a fun surprise in her story that she's going to tell you all about. But just quick, before we dive into this episode and you meet my amazing guest, I wanted to make sure you heard about what's going on with my new podcast that's coming out soon called Women in the Middle Entrepreneurs. So if you're a woman in the middle who's 50 plus and also an entrepreneur or business owner, this new podcast is especially for you. This show will be focused on what it's really like to run a business when you're over 50 dealing with the classic midlife related obstacles and challenges, things like taking care of your aging parents, empty nest, menopause, lack of (laughs) self-care, the whole work-life balance thing, that sort of stuff. When all of this comes up, it can be harder to focus on your priorities if you even know what they are anymore, right? All kinds of priorities, but, you know, definitely business. Sound good? If you're interested in learning more about how to be a guest on this new show, head over to www.midlifeinterviews.com and apply. There's lots more information there so you can see if you're a good fit for this show. Okay, let me introduce you now to my amazing guest on the podcast today. She is a client. So this is a client success story. I love these. My guest is Christine Strack. Christine is an entrepreneur and association manager who has led the growth of admin branding box management from a small startup to an established firm with headquarters in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Christine launched her association management firm in 2011 and has served as principal since its inception, overseeing the day-to-day operations for ABB as well as for several clients. Prior to founding her own company, Christine managed teams in the medical device and financial services industry for over 20 years. In 2011, she became particularly interested in taking her skills in helping others succeed in the association management realm. Christine received her bachelor's and master's degrees in business leadership and management from Crown College, and she holds the CMP Certified Meeting Planner credential as well. In her downtime, she enjoys spending time with family and friends, providing resume and interviewing mentoring to people in transition, and having fun with her feathered friends. Now, you may see what's happening here from the title of this episode, A Client Story, about going from overwhelmed and overworked to balanced and excited. Like so many accomplished midlife women, Christine loved her work and she loved to work. She loved everything about work. And that became a bit of a problem for her in ways you might be surprised by. You may have heard me say that she also loves her feathered friends just now, right? Well, that is something new and we're gonna tell you all about it. Coaching Christine was so much fun because the ways she grew forward were both expected and completely unexpected. When we started working together, she had no idea how chickens would enter her life and became a surprising source of joy. And like I said, we're going to go all into that. It's a great story. (laughs) So please enjoy this episode. Hi, Christine. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Thanks so much for inviting me, Susie. I'm excited to be here. I was super, super excited to share your story because we did some amazing work together. And as you put it best, you went from being overwhelmed and overworked to balanced and excited. Come on. We did. We We did. did. I mean, that's some serious stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. It reminds me of that when Harry met Sally. Remember that episode where she was having... Uh, a private moment, an orgasm moment in a in a restaurant of some sort, and yep, and everybody's yep. looking around, going, "Oh, I'll have what she's having." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what it is. So you're balanced and excited. That's pretty darn good. I am. I'm. I am very blessed and just really thrilled with where I am. 
and some interesting twists and turns. And so we're going to talk about your story of um, just what's been going on for you. Uh, and I like to frame things up usually like in your 40s and um, we'll start with your 40s, actually, and then we'll go into why you were looking for a coach and we'll talk about what happened in that experience and then some of the amazing insights and changes that you've made. It's going to be really fun. So just start by telling us a little bit about what was going on for you in your 40s. So in my 40s, I got divorced after being married for 20 plus years and um, had along the way put on some weight like a lot of people do. And then had just was really at this point of kind of being a little lost. And I ended up through a series of other events, starting, starting my own business and spent the next 10 years building a business and working on all the things that a business needs. And in that process, I lost sight of myself. And like so many other entrepreneurs that I've met, um, work comprised most of my life, which gave me an unbalanced and therefore really unfulfilling life. Absolutely. And you're right. It is a very, very yeah. common thing that before you know it, when the kids are out, there's nothing really, you just have so much time that you can fill however you want or however you choose. And sometimes you choose it and it's not what you want and you end up out of alignment. So how did you know that it was unfulfilling and unbalanced? What were you noticing that was off? I was noticing that I was working seven days a week and that would be the the joy of working from home, quote unquote, <laughs> which isn't always a joy. And that I was always focused on work that I really didn't have the or had lost the ability to enjoy really much else without thinking about work and going, well, I should be doing this, or I could be doing this, or what about this? Even in going to a movie, I'd be sitting there thinking about, well, what could I do? What could I, what about this client and what's going on here? And I really was just feeling like this was not a healthy trajectory for me. Mm. And why did you think to look to a coach? I had reached, I had reached a financial point where I could re afford to reduce the workload and yet I just couldn't figure out how to do it. It sounds like it should be so easy. I know really my, my clients are longer term clients and they, we go have, we start with at least a one year contract and goes from there. And so I just, it was ingrained in me work, work, work. I had started working when I was 14 and by the time I was 16, I was working full time. Wow. So it's just, it, it was just a major mental shift that I, I just couldn't figure out. It wasn't as easy for me as just turn off the switch or just stop thinking about it. It just, my mind just didn't work that way. It's so funny because clearly you have your act together, right? Clearly you're highly productive. Clearly you've had a lot of accomplishments and successes. And then here's this thing where it should be something fun to figure out and you're at a total loss. And and that's how I felt too. It's like, uh, hmm, I have no clue what to do. I don't know what I want. I don't know how to get there. Um, and at least you noticed it, which is great. You noticed the unbalanced part. Well, actually, it was really my my new husband who did. He said, wait a minute here. You are always working. And for a long time, I had I took that as a badge of honor. Mm. Kind of like I'm hearing about this now where people say, oh, I haven't slept in so long or I only got three hours of sleep last night and wearing it as a badge of honor. And now we're looking at things differently and and really saying, you know, that that's maybe not as healthy as you should be. So it was trying to find that balance of of understanding that for me, working had always been a value that I held dear, but yet I was losing sight of, of this new relationship, this new marriage that was incredibly important to me. And I just, you know, something had to change. Wow. And had you been listening to the podcast at that point? I had, yes, I had been listening to the podcast. I hopped around and in the podcast world and I don't listen to a ton. I subscribe to a lot, but just Again, don't take the time to do it. And I had listened to probably half a dozen of your episodes. And I think uh, it's just, it started to create cracks in the, in the, in the hard mental wall there. 
What did you notice about the message that was creeping in? I'm like an earworm. That's what I hear. (laughs) An earworm. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that way. I would say a big, bright ball of sunshine. But anyway. That's better um, than an earworm. (laughs) Everybody's everybody's different. I think it really comes down to timing. Because I'd actually listened to another coach a few years prior to, to you and really liked the messaging. And this person is is out there and is still very successful, but it wasn't the right timing. So it, it's connecting with the right person at the right time. And I really felt, and this sounds a little odd, that you quote unquote, get me, even though we had never met. And it was just like, oh my goodness, she knows who I am. She knows this is me. She is talking to me. And so I think all of those factors just really said, okay, I'm in the financial position to make an investment now in myself. And I want, I'm ready to make the investment. And now the right teacher has come along. Oh, that's so interesting. And, you know, we couldn't be more different and more similar, you know, because as entrepreneurs, right, we absolutely connect. But I know you can't see on Zoom as a listener of the podcast, but one of the things that I love about talking to you on Zoom is that your space is so different than mine. You know, it's very cozy. It's very cabiny. And I can see the the woods out behind you. So you you live a very rural lifestyle, which is fascinating to me always. Yeah, I do. And we, my husband uh, and I moved up to the woods as a weekend, bought the, this place as a weekend getaway, right? Well, about when we got married and, and uh, slowly ended up spending more and more time here. And pre-pandemic, it just became our full-time house. And I love where we live. I love the lifestyle. I love the fact that I can't see any neighbors. Um, Our closest neighbor is probably a mile away, but we wouldn't know. I wouldn't even know that. So had I not had to go out and go grocery shopping during the pandemic, I wouldn't have even known there was a pandemic going on because there's just our world right here didn't change at all. Right. So it's incredibly peaceful. Yeah, I love it. So you're in Wisconsin? Wisconsin, yes. Yeah. That's yep. it's it's just really fun. You know, on Zoom, you meet all kinds of people and you see all kinds of backgrounds. And right. you're the only one I know. And I remember you're not sitting there right now, but I remember seeing a cactus behind you in a cabin in oh, yeah. the northern woods. <laughs> there oh, it there is. it is. There it is. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. thought that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. The cactus was a, a gift to my husband. It was actually the original slip of it came from his great grandfather. And so it had been, plant, you know, grown and then planted with his grand, his grandfather and his mother, and then and then finally to us. So it's more of a a family heirloom than anything else. And I love I love plant stories like that. When I yeah. whenever somebody gives me bulbs or they give me like they split their flowers, like I've mm-hmm. got irises in the front of the house that came from my dear friend Kate, who lives about a half hour from here, and I. I just love knowing when they bloom every year that those are Kate's flowers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's, you know, and, and in, in our case, it's, it's the great grandfather has lived on mm. and, you know, it's, it's a part of his, of my husband's history. And you know, it's a little random for a log cabin that's in the middle of the woods to have a cactus in the background, but you know, that that's what makes a house a home. I agree. It was super fun to notice that. So, okay. So, now you're in your 40s, you made a change in terms of your divorce, and then you got your business going, you're a full-blown entrepreneur, you get married again, and you're happy, but not. You have a wonderful husband, he's doing anything to make you happy, but you noticed that you were struggling a little bit. So do you want to tell me a little bit what that struggle was like? I was tired all the time, I was frustrated, I had no, I had no other hobbies. My hobby was work, was building a business. And so I hadn't ever learned to do anything else. And even right. though you know, we're in we're in the woods where there's all kinds of opportunities, and I just had really no interest. I'm have never been a major outdoor person. My husband is. And well, come on, let's just take a walk or let's do this or let's do this. I'm like, no, I gotta work. I gotta work. You go enjoy and or I'll go out for five minutes or whatever it was. And and I just really kept thinking I'd I'm missing out. There's a whole nother part of life that I'm really missing out on. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like things really get, I know this sounds so coachy, but out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just is, is yeah. it was wonky. Like the balance was, you were completely immersed in your job and the other parts of your life were really lacking, even though you sensed 
that there could be so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And then COVID in there too makes things weird. Um, You also, I remember that some of your personal relationships were strained. What else did you notice in that area? Yeah, there, my personal, I had some personal relationships that were strained again because I was working. It was no, I'm sorry, I can't meet for a drink or I, I don't have time for this or don't have time. And, you know, I was working 16 hours a day, six, seven days a week. And I just never felt like it was good enough. Not, and maybe it's that I didn't feel like I was good enough. There, there could definitely be something to that, but it was, it was just not enough. And I'm, I'm fairly efficient. And so I knew it wasn't that because I could go, wow, look at everything I got done today. And yet it just, it just wasn't, it didn't fulfill me. That was really what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it is very common. So you wanted to make some changes and we connected because of the podcast, the podcast, the podcast out there, you know, it's amazing bringing people together. So what were your goals um, to fix things? What do you think? Uh, do you remember what well, you were wanted, really wanting to focus on? I wanted to adjust my workload to a point that I could that I could make room for a personal life, and I needed that work life balance. Um, I needed to reevaluate my clients and the why was I working with them? What is it? The uh, theory of scarcity, the fear of scarcity, and so it was. a well, wait a minute, that might not be here tomorrow. What yeah. if? What if? And there, there was a lot of that going on too. And, and then I've hit a certain age because I'm listening to your podcast where I need to think about what comes after I'm done working and what does that next phase look like? And it kind of freaked me out because I really didn't know I had, again, I had no hobbies. My hobby was work. The only things I did that were on a volunteer basis were I did some church, church volunteering, but otherwise it was with an organization that was, um, for people starting new businesses. And I would, I was a mentor for, for that group. And so again, it was still related around business. And while I loved it, it just, it wasn't using all sides of my brain. Exactly. And so even with your clients, it was very admin, very heavy admin and, and just really trying to make things work all the time, problem solving. Yeah. So you can see how it gets so out of balance. And you also, I remember you had gained some of that weight back that you'd lost. And that was another thing that was really bugging you. Right. Yep. I had just, uh, you know, I had, I had lost 70 pounds and kept it off for a number of years. And I had put back, um, I think we we're right around 30 pounds and I couldn't quite figure out what those triggers were. And so I needed to figure out how to, not necessarily the, oh, well, here's the diet you should follow, but it was the why. It wasn't the what, because we all know what we should and shouldn't be eating. No, all for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, the diet industry would be, wouldn't be an industry if, if we didn't know that part, but yeah. So I was trying to figure out why, why that was going on. Yeah. And, and I, I know that um, even though you decided you did have some goals and you wanted to make some progress in these areas, it felt, it still felt kind of scary because you could see you could see that there really wasn't room for much else the way you had been living your life mm-hmm. yet you knew you needed to add some things right. and it was just like confusing how how was this all going to play out right because it's the little time that i did have i would spend with my family and my friends and and to keep those relationships as healthy as i possibly could and and so there just wasn't you know well i don't have time to knit or bowl or do anything else. I just, it does. I don't have the time for that because it's not where my, the, my values are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um. thank you for describing it this way, because this is, this is really what happens is you're in it. You've been in it for a while and it takes time for you to figure out that this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it's not working, but you have no clue how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well so, said. So when you were, um, Making that decision to lean into coaching, it sounds like you'd pretty much already decided that you knew that that path was going to be helpful for you. Exactly. I I knew that this is what, this was what was going to do it for me to, to get over this, this hurdle. And why were you so confident about coaching at that time? It was the right, it was because I was ready. The timing was right. Um, This was 
think it was during COVID. Weren't, didn't we start working yeah. like mid midway through COVID? Yeah. And I think it was during that we had, you know, the relationships. I'm two hours away from all of my family at least. And so getting together is, is already a challenge and COVID made it more of a challenge for all the dynamics that we're all aware of. And it really was a, wait a minute, what is, what is really important to me? So while I wouldn't say that COVID was necessarily a driver for me, it definitely helped to get that process going and say, it's, it's time for me to take, to take time and figure, figure all this out. Yeah. And I think you also hit the nail on the head before, like we, we would really like somebody to just give us a plan in a, in a box with a bow um, and just tell us what to do. And it sounds like from listening to the podcast and from your experience uh, with with weight loss and weight gain that you started to really understand that without answering why mm-hmm. it, anything you do really isn't sustainable. So I think that was the, you know, a lot of people don't want to do that because it's hard. You have to really be quiet and you have to think and you need to be authentic and you have to think some more and you have to be curious <laughs> So you have to dig in a little bit. And I think you knew what you were, um, you knew what you were going to get. Yeah, I am definitely a, a, I'm a dive in kind of girl. So yeah, it was, it was just time to dive in and take care of me. And and it was also the era where we were really starting to talk about mental, mental wellness and, you know, with everything going on during that pandemic, it just was, it started to become a larger and larger social issue. And I'm German and we are, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. We will, it doesn't matter if our arm has fallen off the hinges, you're out there working because that's who we are. And, you know, you want to make your family proud and and all of these things. And it's about more than that. And I think it's easy to lose sight of, of the things that are really important. Absolutely. Okay. So one of the first things we do when we coach Mm -hmm. uh, with the way I was trained, it's this causal coaching and it's mindfulness and cognitive based. So there's this process where you have to really identify your thoughts. You have mm-hmm. to learn that your thoughts are not uh, facts that we just can't believe everything we think, or you can, but it's probably not a good idea. Yes. <laughs> and that whatever you think creates an emotions for you, it creates your feelings. And then when you have certain feelings, you do things and you, or you don't do things, and then you create results and outcomes for yourself that all end up perpetuating the way that you're thinking. And when you don't understand that your thinking isn't, um, that, that your thinking is optional, that the way things are, uh, can be thought about in different ways. Like that is a main thing to appreciate. And I know that, um, it took you a little bit and it takes most clients a little bit to really, appreciate that facts in your life, situations in your life are neutral. And then we interpret them with our brains and we think about them. And it's those thoughts that create the way we feel. So tell me about that, like really leaning into that and being open to it and processing it. What was that like for you? I had to really work through that, that process. And, and it just, it took me a while to connect those dots or for the the pieces of the what do you say the cogs in the wheel to kind of connect and i had to go back and look at our my session notes a lot just to to figure things out and i'm generally pretty quick and and intuitive but this it, this was a it was a total mind shift and i think that was the difference but it was once i got really solidified in the in the facts are neutral that that was the game changer for me. All of a sudden it was like all the dots connected. Mm. And then it was a, okay, now I'm really ready. Now I'm, I can dive in because I figured out this one key for me. And then I could start to work with a thought model. Yeah. And, you know, starting for me with the big things, let's, let's start with the big ones and then kind of work our way down. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember too, like, it's one thing to get it, to get that facts are neutral and that our interpretations are optional. It's one thing to get it when you're thinking about other people's examples, (laughs) but when you're thinking about, oh, let's apply this to my own life and beliefs I've held for 40 years. 
then, you know, me as your coach is asking you why and asking you to be curious. And, and you're like, well, come on, it's obvious. <laughs> and all clients are like that. And I'm like that when I'm a client yeah. too, because it's your own stuff. And when it's your own stuff, especially as women in the middle, we've been thinking things for 30, 40, 50 right. years already. Right. And so when yeah, I was, yeah. when I personally was thinking that it's harder for me to lose weight because I'm only, 410, that was my big giant thought that shocked me into really appreciating the thought model and that thoughts create feelings and that circumstances and situations are neutral. That thought I'd been thinking for somewhere between 40 and 44 years that it's harder for me to lose weight because I'm only 410. And a coach busted me on it right away and my mind blew apart. I was just like, what? I can't even believe I was thinking that. Because thoughts that we're not even aware of can have a huge effect on you. So what lessons did you learn from the whole experience of diving into this work and starting to consider new ideas and what was really possible? Well, the term you used was narratives. And so I I say stories, uh, but they're just what we tell ourselves about whatever that topic is, your weight, your job, your family member, your friend, your boss, your situation. They're just the stories, but the facts are the, are the data and it's how you interpret the data that has a massive impact on, on those thoughts and feelings. And that was a game changer for me. And I've actually used it. I knew it was solidified in me when I started to use it on other people, (laughs) they would say, Oh, this situation is going on and I'm so mad. And this, she is, or he isn't. And, and I go, well, wait a minute. What is the, what are the actual facts of that? Well, they canceled dinner. Okay. So what do we do? You know, and then I'm like, goodness, I'm kind of coaching this person here and I don't have the the official training to do this, but, but it, it actually was cool to see other people's light bulbs go on. Yes. Go, oh, cause I could, you know, there, we just talked about the, the blizzard that you had that we had in Wisconsin that we lovingly shared with you a few days later <laughs> and you can look at it. We have, we got 20 inches of snow out of it and there's, Oh my goodness. I got 20 inches of snow or wow. We have 20 inches of snow on the ground. It's all the fact is the fact. It is how you interpret it. Exactly. And, and you can, you can, finger. and you can just see that. Um, oh my God, we have 20 inches of snow on the ground. If you think it's horrible, you're going to feel one way. And if you're, yeah. if you love it, you're going to feel another way. Like it, it's really amazing how that works. So, um, do you remember which stories you started to bust up first? Were they work stories, relationship stories, hobby stories? What was it? Well, it wouldn't have been hobbies because I wasn't nearly there yet. It would have probably been um, my weight, really, because for me, that has always been it. It has always been a challenge for me. It had always been a challenge. And, you know, since I can remember going all the way back to five there were family members who I believe had good intentions at that era, in that era, but would say things that just solidified the fact that I'm, you know, my sister is, is very petite and my mom is petite and I am not, I look like somebody else in the family who is not petite. And, you know, those things take hold and they just are like you said earlier, those are the stories that you just carry with you. And so I really think that, and I have felt all the way along that it is where I am on the scale has so much to do with where I am mentally and connecting those two and saying, well, wait a minute, while it's important, I've got to find a way to disconnect those two because my self-esteem and my self-worth should not tie into that number, which is just a number. It's the fact. And I, that's really something that we worked hard on. And then I knew that once I got that in my brain that everything else would start to follow. And that's exactly what happened was by nature, just started eating better and not, and eating less and all of those things. But it wasn't a, okay, here's Susie's weight loss plan. It was, it was more intuitive eating and going, wait a minute, what does my body need? And learning these things separate from the value that I have as a human being. Exactly. And just, and you don't, you're not able to do that unless you can really be aware of your thinking. If you 
get good at noticing what you're actually thinking, valuing that finding right. the thinking is is going to really help you. And then sh- sure enough, the weight started to come off. Right, right. And and to be honest, you know, it it has it didn't all just go down and stay down. I mean, it it's bounced around and and yet I can look back and, and say, yep, I can tell you exactly why that why the number is there. And it 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 may be situational because I was stressed about a, a client event or something that, you know, that way I wasn't taking care of myself, but it isn't doesn't tie into my self-esteem anymore. Exactly. And that is critical is really understanding that when you look at a number, the number is the fact. So you look at the number on the scale and it is, like you said, just data and you can interpret it and look very carefully at some of the choices you made. The other thing that you got pretty good at was to be curious about urges. Yes. Yes. And that is, that is a, um, has been a, a, a trigger for me is I'm do love my sugar diet, diet Coke or full Coke or whatever, you know, it it just, it has been my, my challenge area. And so for me, it isn't to give up the sugar, but it's, wait a minute, how do we find, how do we find a happy medium there? I don't need 15 cookies, but maybe two is appropriate, whatever the, whatever that looks like. And again, it just came back to where is my value here? And why am I eating this? Am I truly hungry? And then is this what is best for my body right now? And a cookie may be the best thing I can have right now. It may be that that's the reward for whatever, or it's just, hey, I've planned for this and this is what I want or whatever. But uh, I think that it it all comes down to really figuring out who you are and what makes you tick. Yeah. And being curious and looking at data and then just going, hmm, interesting. These are the decisions I made over the last week or two. And this is the result that it created. Is that what I want? Is that the rate of weight loss that I'm interested in? Am I happy with how things are going? And because you were definitely resistant about um, anything too strict. And so many of us are. So understanding once you get that all separated out, that this is the result that I'm creating. Mm -hmm. That's very different than this happened to me. I'm there's something wrong with me. I, I, I've never been good at this and this happened to me uh, and I have no control. That kind of a mindset is what you're not thinking anymore. And this is very, well, these are the decisions I made. This is the result I created. Am I satisfied with that, that rate or that outcome or whatever it is? And it, exactly. sa- it sounded so freeing when you were describing your progress over our coaching. Yeah, it it, it was because I it got me out of the, well, the diet regimen of counting points or calories or carbs or fat or whatever the metrics are, instead of just going, wait a minute, that's not, I don't know that that's helping me at this stage of my life because I've, I've done them all. You name the good and the wacky diets, I've done them. <laughs> and yet I really didn't want to be on a diet. I wanted just something that was sustainable for me it, with the flexibility to go up and down. The reality for us here in the Northland is that we are inside by nature for a lot of the, of, you know, for the winter. And Mm -hmm. so therefore putting on a few isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, our ancestors did it for survival. We don't need it for survival anymore. And so it's giving myself a little bit, little bit of grace, knowing that when spring comes, you, I can naturally just start shedding that again. And it's, it's been really cool just to follow the the cycle that that God has created for for the nature and and just for life. Mm, I love that. So that was one goal that was really important. Yeah. And then in terms of your work, you were looking more for balance. Mm-hmm. So once you set some goals, some professional goals, and you started to make decisions that supported those goals, that gave you a little more time. Mm-hmm. And then you were dealing with, well, what do I even like to do? I don't know. And then something happened. So tell us a little bit about what happened in the world of your hobbies. So we live in a a small town and going anywhere to any larger store, it's about a 45 minute drive. So we only go once every couple of weeks. We happen to be going down to um, this, the town where there is not only a grocery store, but a, a farm store 
And they normally carry, they have dog food and cat food and all kinds of farm implements and whatnot. Well, it was spring and it was chick season. So my husband had mentioned chicks a long time ago. I said, don't want them, have no need, have no interest. No, 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 no. Thank you. Yes, they're adorable. Don't want them. And he must have hit me just at the right moment because he said, let's just go in. Well, you can hear the little chicks chirping in the store when you go in. (laughs) And I already knew. I already knew I was that I was going to be walking out with chicks. And so we walked out with five. And that five turned has now turned into um, 25 chickens, four (laughs) ducks, and there were four turkeys along the way. So, yes, that chickening, which is what I call it, has become my my hobby. And the offshoots from that are just my mind is so open to all these other things that are coming in that I said to my husband, I, I took a lot of time off last week for Christmas and now this week for New Year's. Like, I don't have time to work. I said, oh, these people are just so, I love my clients. I'm like, oh, this is just interfering with all the things I want to do. I'm learning to make soap and I'm making hand lotions. and I'm doing all these kind of ancillary things. that So they're ancillary in that they're not directly re- related to the chickens, but it's more of the the homesteading and the country life of of making things yourself and figuring out how to use this for this and this and and I'm just having so much fun that I really don't have time to work. And, and so this is kinda, like let's good. just let's just pause on that for a second. I, I don't even have time yeah. to work. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> oh, I could. I could, it's not that I could care less about, about my business because that's not fair. Cause I know. And, and when I met you, my business has, it's got an acronym because it's three words long. And, and so it, and I told you it was my baby. Yeah. And I said, Oh, what, you know, I feel like if I step away or step back or close the, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, hurting my baby or, you know, and, and now I'm, I'm just in such a different place. I'm like, yeah, goes away, goes away. I'm all right. And it can look different than it is and not go yeah. away. That's the other exactly. thing. Like you couldn't even imagine what it could look like in a way that right. supported other parts of your life. And so now you like your business more. Absolutely. Yep. I like and I've I have shed the the one client that was uh, a major a major part of my needing coaching, um, which was just symptomatic of 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 a lot that was going on underneath for me. And, you know, I'm only taking on clients that, that really just fuel my spirit for one reason or another. I go, oh, this looks like, sounds like a really fun group to work with, or, oh, I could really learn a lot with this one. And I'm very blessed that I'm in a, in a situation that I don't have to take every client. Right. So you're not, right. So it's not scarcity focused. And now you even understand the difference between what that feels like when Correct. you feel that you need to do something because you don't have a choice because you're only thinking of, you know, what you won't have mm-hmm. versus what you can have on purpose. Right. And, and now you're making choices that, uh, you're, you're very happy about your business and you have a hobby that you never saw coming and you weren't right. even open to the chicks before oh, exactly. because you just had no time and there what's the point and blah 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 and now because of all the work you did you saw the chicks and you started to sense a little bit of interest a little bit of curiosity and the way i describe that is you were able to lean in instead mm-hmm. of just leaning out and saying forget it this is stupid right. i don't have time blah 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 so leaning in you didn't just dabble with chicks like you're in oh, no. you are in. i'm all i'm all in and i told my husband i tend to be in all he says there's not much gray in you <laughs> and, which is very true i am i am you know black or white that is just the way i run and and so i said just so you know it isn't just going to be four and i can tell you that this is going you know this is not just a little you know little little deal that i will end up going all in and which i have and he built me a coop and we've added on and all of these things. And yet I just couldn't imagine my life without my chickens and my ducks. And that is so great. And this is, you know, a year ago, it wasn't like this. And now you're, you're a different person in that you're, you're, you're more creative again. Like it takes a lot of creativity 
to problem solve constantly. And that's what you're doing with the chickens. It was something new. Yeah. You had to read about it. You had to meet new people. You had to really figure it out. Uh, what part of this do you like? What part of it don't you like as much? And what else is possible with all these chickens? And and what are all the things that, yeah. And I, and I think that it was, you know, it was definitely that right timing. And I, I was ready for it because of the work that we had done. That space was there. And I am by nature, very nurturing. And so now they're, you know, they're not my children, but, you know, not too far off from that either. So (laughs) I just, you know, and, and I'm outside more Mm. and we bought snowshoes and we've been out snowshoeing and I'm not, have not typically been a winter person. And there were winters that I didn't go out for four or five days, even go outside. Our mailbox is a quarter of a mile down, down the way we get the mail maybe once a week when we, when we go out. And now while well, with the chickens, I'm out many times a day. And with this past cold snap that we've had, I've been out a lot of times a day, but yet I want their well being and their happiness is incredibly important to me. And I feel a responsibility yeah. for that. And I love that. I love all the aspects, even those that aren't all that pleasant. Um, and and there have been those. There has been loss and there have been decisions that have had to be made. And I don't take them lightly. And that was a part of our conversation when we first started this was, well, when that time comes, my husband said, I don't want to be the only one to be doing. If we if we start down this road, when that time comes, which it will for it will inevitably one way or another. And I said, I'm there. I will be there forever. I will be there and I will do everything that is within my power to do. And because he goes, I'm not doing that part on my own. You don't get the fun part. And then I get to work. And so the scary things when when they die and and stuff like that. Yeah, that has happened. And we have walked through it together. He's he knows a lot more about hunting and and that end and processing and all of those things than I did. I now probably I now could do it on my own if I had to. I don't want to because I'd rather have him there. But yet that's a huge life thing for me. And yeah. knowing, oh my goodness, I never thought I would have known this a year ago. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought? That? Right. Yeah. And so you created the space for it. And that was really yeah. it because when we are so busy and so many of us are guilty of just thinking that busyness is noble, right? Yes. And that we tie our productivity with honor and success, like we were saying. And, and the idea is that when you're that busy, you're not able to think. And when you're able to think, you increase the likelihood, especially with skills, with mindfulness skills, that you're going to notice your thoughts. And maybe if you don't notice your thoughts, you'll at least notice your feelings. And then with this work, you get to really trust that your thoughts are creating those feelings. So Mm -hmm. if you find one, it doesn't take that much to find the other. And noticing that combination along with the thing that you really appreciated that thoughts are optional it's so freeing and you made the space and that allowed you to be curious enough about the chicks to give it a try. And when you try things, you do something and doing something gives you more data than not doing something. So you're able to say, I like this. I like this. I don't like this. Yep. And I think for me too, the, the largest thing that is, it's so easy sometimes to overlook is it created the space for me to connect or reconnect with God. And I've always been a person of faith and yet there's a level of depth there and a level of desire that has not been there in many, many years. Mm. And so I'm, I, it, it's so much farther than, Oh, what the scale is, or here's the new hobby for me. It just, it has all encompassed all my, my whole world, you know, and, and including my faith and it's affected my family because I've got closer relationships and we're just focused on different things. And I love that. Christine, that's huge. That's huge. And that, that really speaks to you finding your way back to your authentic self. And when we're busy, we're really not allowing ourselves. It's like, keeps us at the surface. It keeps us putting out fires, problem solving, you know, running around. And then when you give yourself that space, slows things down a little bit. It gives you the white space to notice, to be aware, to think, to lean in and to connect. And so if you were missing 
uh, that spiritual part of your life yeah. and you've been able to reconnect to it, uh, that that's huge. And it really makes you think, wow, why was I so disconnected? But it's so common to be disconnected yeah. from what we really like because of the way we are in life and not putting ourselves yeah. first for such a long time, yeah. you know, really plays into it. So here you are on the other side of working together. You found a hobby. You're happier at work. You're happier yep. in your relationships. You're the weird chicken lady now. It's fantastic. <laughs> Very true. I say, I say yeah, weird I lovingly. <laughs> I know. That's fine. <laughs> but it's just, I think the part that I love about your story the most is that you didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. This was not, was definitely not a hobby I would have seen coming at all. And it's, it's not even really my hobby. It's, it's a whole extension of my life. And, <laughs> so good. And, yeah. Maybe that, maybe that means it's more than a hobby. I don't know. I keep thinking I've got to find a way to monetize this somehow because the, the dollars are going out on one side. And, and although there is pure enjoyment, it'd be nice to find something, you know, to, to do that, to change a little bit of that. But, well, if if you make that a goal, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll find a way because if you lean into it, if you focus on it, you're going to problem solve because that is who you are. Right. That's, That's who you are. So you don't have a chicken biz, so to speak, right now. So would you like to share how people can get a hold of you? Because we know you love your business. <laughs> I do love my business. I am very blessed. Uh, my website is adminbrandingbox.com and it is three words that are all run together and I think Susie will put a link up on the website. That's right, in the show notes. You're welcome to contact me if I can do anything for you or uh, give Susie another plug to you. I'm more than happy to do that. Amazing. And how would you describe what you offer? I offer uh, administrative services for small businesses, um, either for or nonprofit. So what I started doing was was managing the back end of a business for a few sales reps. And so they would go out and and sell their product or their service. And I would take care of the invoicing and product delivery um, and managing all of all of the back end of the business so that they could do what they did best, which is sell. I now primarily manage associations, which are nonprofit businesses, um, and they're all member groups. And then I have a couple of speakers that I manage. So I manage their um, their speaking schedule, their contracts, their some of their travel logistics if they want. And I really just work with, I really, my niche is small to mid-sized businesses because that's who I am as an entrepreneur and who I have a passion to work with. And I'm, I love the clients that I have and I feel incredibly blessed to have, have the group that I have. And uh, I had one leave. He actually was one of my speakers and he retired, semi-retired, and I'm so happy for him. And yet along the way, I I know that the next client that's supposed to I'm supposed to work with will appear when that time is right. And I'm really in a good place about not only the financial aspect of that, but the mental aspect and going, you know, this is my season for a little rest. This is what God has for me right now. And I'm really happy with that and blessed and know that when that next client is supposed to appear, they will. I love that. And, you know, I always say we're not just older, we're older and wiser. And your experience has, now that you've created some space to think about what you want, but your experience is really informing what you really love to do. So you've, you've made decisions that are leading you more and more into alignment with what you want going forward. And that, my friend, is a beautiful thing. So thank you so, so much for joining me today on the podcast. Any final words or tips for women who are a little fearful or going after what they want? Well, I'm going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already looking for something. Something in your life is is off off track. And I highly encourage you to reach out to Susie because she she really is awesome. And I know I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Oh my gosh, an unsolicited plug. I will take it. Thank you so much. You've been so much fun to work with. And honestly, the whole chicken thing was so delightful for me to watch it come out of nowhere and to see how excited you were that all the hard work that you've done in those other areas of your life helped settle things down and clear the way 
for you to lean into something that has given you so much enjoyment. It's been a pleasure to be your coach and it's been a delight to watch you grow. Oh, well, thank you so much. I I owe a lot of this to you and I'm very grateful. You're the best. Take good care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, that is it for this episode. Wasn't that fun to hear? As you could see from Christine's story, once you do the work on your thoughts, your mindset, your perspectives, stories, and beliefs, you kind of clear the way to figure out what you really want and the fun ways to go in that direction. When we started working together, she was quite disconnected from those thoughts because she was super absorbed and focused on her business. Doing thought work helped her create space to think and notice what she was thinking, right? You have to think and notice it. (laughs) All that stuff has to happen. Christine really took off once this phase was more under control and she had the tools to help herself. She knew that she might not have the whole plan figured out, but she had a new foundation to make decisions from. She was clear about what she wanted in some ways, but what she was clear about, even if it was a high-level thing, it helped her take the baby steps that led her forward. It helped her be curious about the chicks. For example, it helped her start to move in the direction she want. And as she continued to move in that direction, she was able to keep going. This approach helped in all the areas she wanted to make changes with. It really worked like a charm. She loves where she's at and the fun she's having with the chickens is like a cherry on top. Okay, so as you know, this podcast is all about how to love your life again after 50. It's really about coaching you to be more intentional and to incorporate mindfulness into your life as a regular practice. And mindfulness is the key ingredient to regret-proofing your life. This is how you put you on your agenda. It's how you embrace becoming more responsible for your emotional well-being. It's how you get the clarity again for what you actually want so you don't have regrets. It's how you become more intentional about the way you use your valuable time on the planet. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. And like I always say, that path forward is to learn to think on purpose and take it one tiny but thoughtful step at a time. So you got to ask yourself, are you ready to do this? Because if you are, I'm all in to help you do it. Seriously, if you're ready to change your life and learn the skills to unstick yourself with some masterful coaching, a top-notch curriculum, an infusion of creativity, and a warm, fun, and awesome community of like-minded women, let's talk about it. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and create your own blueprint for happiness. You can absolutely be more fulfilled than ever before. So email me your questions and let's talk about it. Go ahead and book your momentum call at www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 290. And if you're interested in applying to be a guest on my new upcoming podcast, Women in the Middle Entrepreneurs, head over to www.midlifeinterviews.com and apply. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.